0: I guess we're live uh, evidence of that is Frankie cracking his beer um, it was
1: like instead of a it was just a, right that's what that was for it was just a it was
0: just a right? yeah yeah so good good evening everybody I'm Dustin coiner from track days here in SoCal and I'm on with king of the baggers racer and low-key track day staff dude Frankie Garcia What's up, Frankie?
1: Not much, man. Excited for this, man. This is cool. We've been talking about it for a, for a long time. Dude, every oh.
0: every time we talk trash on the phone, we're like, dude, we should save this for the show. Yeah,
1: don't hey, don't talk about it anymore. Save it for the show. It's probably been what? <laughs> it's been over a year now.
0: Oh, like, absolutely. We gotta do it.
1: We gotta do it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: But I don't know what my deal's gonna be, whatever.
1: <laughs> that's what it came down to. We could have done this like six months ago, and then... I was waiting until I was allowed to say things and no 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 new more stuff and here we are. <laughs> we made it to Daytona, awesome. we made it through Daytona and uh yeah, we made it. Now we're here, we're doing this and man, hopefully this is one of one of multiple podcasts. I cuz a lot wow. of, a lot of I've, dudes do do Just a heads
0: up, I have got I've got Irate Barry in Utah already on, dude. He's already like, what's up? <laughs> so party. I'm sure there's going to be some fucking Utah questions coming down I like the Utah pipeline. Questions. Yeah, Barry's, Barry's a good time, dude. I, I guess he's registered to race with CRA uh, Podium Club next month, so that should be fun.
1: Speaking of CRA, um, you're no longer a part of CRA.
0: Yeah, dude, I had to I had to punch out. Because, I had to punch out. You because know? you're
1: a gnarly podcast guy now. Shut the fuck You're a big podcast guy. Obviously, wow. look at your mic.
0: I mean, I do have a microphone yeah. now and headphones, and headphones, right? Like it
1: looks almost, almost legit, right? I, I look, I take one look at you and I'm like, this is a podcast guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got your microphone. So, Frankie, you got microphone pod stance. Uh,
0: okay. So let's talk a little bit about your rich history in racing. Uh, when did you, when did you start racing? Cause I've known you since you were like 15, but I think you raced a long maybe, before that. Maybe a
1: little bit younger than that. Maybe like 13 or 14. I've known you. Um, no shit. Yeah. I, uh,
0: maybe I just thought you were 15.
1: Yeah. I was probably trying to like pull chicks that were like way older than me and probably you're
0: like trying to grow your neck beards and, and your (laughs) your pizza. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just way early. But, uh, wow. Uh, dude, I started racing, uh, when I was four years old, like that's when I legit started racing motorcycles at four. Um, that's crazy. My dad was a, Pro-Am flat track racer from Central California, Salinas area. Uh, that's where I was born and raised in Gonzales, just south of there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he grew up, like, around, like, all that, you know, Salinas short track, Monterey short track, uh, the you know, Salinas fairgrounds, and then, you know, he did, like, Ascot and all that stuff, and then traveled, like, to the East Coast doing stuff. Um, and then, you know, when I came along, it was just, like, you know, here we go. Just jump right in. And it's been like, I mean, I remember going to hit his races when I was a baby and very vaguely. But uh, yeah, I, I and then as soon as I mean, at two at one, my mom and dad for my first birthday got me a PW50. So I guess I didn't really have a choice from there. Uh, they made the decision for me. And
0: they're like, oh, by the way, you're going racing. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: We know you can't talk or like you barely probably even walk at this point. But uh, here's here's (laughs) this. Yeah,
0: here's a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. have here's this
1: light (laughs) tool. Use it well. Uh, So, yeah, that's how that kind of got going. And then, you know, I was riding at two and and uh, by four I was racing and it was just like nonstop from there. I grew up racing flat track. Going to Lodi every weekend, and then we did the Eddie Mulder series when I got a little bit older to kind of get off some blue groove stuff and do more, like, cushions and and stuff like that. Get a little bit more variety.
0: Could you tell me what the hell that you just said?
1: Oh, like, growing up, we went to Lodi. Lodi is a blue groove.
0: What's, what's blue groove? What it's is that? hard
1: pack, like, laid-down rubber. It's, like, one notch from freaking asphalt. Uh, you know, and it's just, it's the groove is, is the rubber groove that's laid down on the, on a hard pack surface. And then, uh, and then like a cushion track is like loose dirt, like something you'd see like on a motocross track. Um, you know, just, okay. So yeah, like I just got to get up on the lean. Yeah. 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 We're going to turn you into a dirt (laughs) trapper one day. Uh,
0: yeah, no. So
1: yeah, I, I, like I did that and then, and then, uh, dude, I remember when I was, I mean, it was at our old house. So I had to have been like, I mean, probably eight or maybe nine or something like that. And I I watched this, just, there was like a MotoGP race on TV. And like, I didn't even know what road racing even was. I just like saw street bikes going around a road course. But I remember seeing all the fans and, and I didn't know, like, I had no idea where where this race took place. I just remember watching it and I'm like, those guys that race those street bikes, a lot of people like them. And that's cool. And that's what made me want to road race. That was my first, like, I want to do that. So, uh, but like, I knew nothing about it. My dad never road raced and, you know, um, but I, I, as I grew up, you know, we were close with Doug Chandler and obviously he has a little bit of road racing experience.
0: Pedigree.
1: Yeah. And, uh, so then I got, I was more familiar with it. And then like we had Doug there and, you know, when we, then I started going to Laguna Seca every year as I got a little bit older. And, and then, you know, we started racing supermoto cause I knew I, I wanted to go road racing. I knew it was expensive. My parents knew it was expensive and like, we wanted to take like a stepping stone into asphalt and that's when supermoto came along. So it kind of worked out right. that, that, that kind of came into the picture right before I was going to go road racing because it kind of was, a, like I said, a stepping stone into, you know, asphalt and learning asphalt and what that was like. And so I started racing supermoto. I did that for a few years, but it wasn't long before I came home one day and there was uh, Brian Whitlock's uh, GSXR 600 sitting <coughs> in, my, in, in our garage. And Brian was racing supermoto with us. And, and I, we were hanging out with him and my dad bought his GSXR 600 race bike. And, and that was my first, my first road racer. I, I think I was like 13. So no kidding. yeah. Yeah. And then that's when I came along and like, I started doing track days when I was like 13, hey, 14.
0: Did you, you come down a, a, and race at Willow? Like, uh, with waffles? Yeah.
1: That was way later though. I mean, I was already, yeah. I was like seven, 16, 17, 17 by then. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But I do kind of remember you at the track days and stuff back. Yeah, in yeah, we came to a bunch of tr- and we're like, who the fuck is this kid on the Gixxer? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it was just uh, yeah. When I was like thirteen, I thirteen or fourteen, I did my first track day, and and then that's all we did for a long time. Was and and I hated road racing when I first started doing it. I was like, this sucks. Like
0: that's that's actually not the words you used back then, but
1: <laughs> I get it. <laughs> well, at, at first, like like when I first started doing track days. I remember. I mean, you. We've all been there. Like everyone's done it. Everyone that's road race. You go to your first track day, and you're just learning. You have this big, massive bike that goes mock speeds, and but then, and then you, you're like, this is gnarly. It's like a lot to wrap your head around. Yeah. And you're like, this is gnarly. And then some, you think you're doing okay, and then some dude comes blowing by you on a like a, a leader bike, and blows your doors off. And you, and you thought you were going good, and you're just like yeah that i don't i don't want to go that fast like that's crazy so i remember like i was i was yeah. really frustrated at first i was like i don't even know how to get from where i'm at to where like these fast track day guys are at let alone like race dudes and so right. i remember and it was like scary you know because i came off dirt bikes and you know i rode like a 450 was the biggest bike i wrote ridden at the time and you know you get on a on an inline four 600 it's, that just rips and you're going you know, a uh, hundred miles an hour is cruising and it was, it was just, it was a lot for me at the time. And I was young. And like I said, my dad had no experience in it. Like we were just like figuring it out, just on our own. Like I remember, yeah, I remember when, when we were going to do our first track day and, yeah, and I couldn't, we couldn't wrap our heads around the fact that you had to sign up before you got there. Like it wasn't like, you know, right. like, Dirt bikes, you just show up to the track, paid 20 bucks at the gate, and you know, yeah. it's all good. And, and we were just like, we went to this the very first track that we went to.
0: Like, what do you mean
1: you gotta register? Yeah, the very first track that we went to, we just showed up and we we're just like, what's up? And they're like, you registered? Like, what? what? Like, no, we brought some cash. Like, what do you want? And uh, there, they're, that's where we've like figured it out, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of figuring out when uh, when I started.
0: So your first road race was
1: AFM. Um, I was 15 and, uh, I had to go to a, I was cause AFM license. You can't get it till you're 16 or something like that. Right. And, or maybe I was 14. I don't know. I was, I was under the age limit to, to get it. And I remember I had to go to the, one of the board meetings and I had to have like this form filled out by somebody that kind of, um you know uh recommended that i was a safe racer i knew what i was doing and and at the time i was racing uh the stars supermoto series with don kane that was his series and you know i was i raced 85s and 250s and 450s and i'd been doing a series for a long time and and don was the guy that actually vouched for me to get my oh, wow. to get my
0: you got co-signed by don yeah Canet. pretty
1: legendary legend like back wow, back bro. then i was just like oh don Kinney, like the stars guy like didn't know that's didn't awesome. know who he was like didn't know his past at the at the time and uh so yeah that's how i went to the meeting and he filled out this thing saying that i was you know i was safe enough to race and he vouched for me and they you know gave me the okay to get my license and i went to button willow and or I did i got my license at thunder hill i think it was thunder hill um did my like new racer school there And then my first race was Buttonwillow, and I had to ride this like Clubman, your first road race to make sure you weren't going to murder everybody. And uh, I won that. That was Saturday. It was like on the practice day at the end of the day. And then I got to race on Sunday or whatever. And uh, yeah, 600 novice. I remember just being like 80s. That was back when there were so many dudes. And I mean. Oh, yeah.
0: Like. I, I remember like there was a AFM had the thing where there was so many people that like they had like at Buttonwillow they had people gridded all the way to like
1: roll. Oh, dude! Right? I, I, my my very <laughs> first race the next day, eighty second on the grid. I will never forget yeah. that. Like eighty yeah. second.
0: Like, legit by the corner working station that's on the front dude, straightaway like right was, there. There is grid spots back there. Like, almost to I the I was almost corner, in the essence. Right?
1: Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was almost <laughs> over there. And and I remember just, go, like, very first roadway start, I'm in the back of the grid. There was, like, one dude behind me that was probably also in the Clubman race. And we go into turn one. And some dude weeded like there was like a, a crash, a couple guys go down, whatever. And I just remember
0: what well, was the AFM start back then, bro. dude. You were the experter class, right? No, it was
1: it was experts and novices all in one race. There was eighty two dude, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So,
0: but you were in the amateur wave. There was right? it was one one wave, the one wave,
1: wave. everybody, what? all eighty something dudes, one wave. That that, that was before they oh. did
0: that. Must be before the yeah it was oh, wow. yeah it was
1: yeah. Didn't and I that. was just like, this is gnarly. And I remember going into into turn one and I remember just, there was a pile up and there was just shit everywhere. And I just remember this, that bike doing this and I'm coming, I'm like, this is where I die. And I closed my eyes and this bike bounced and I went underneath it. And I was like, I'm not even kidding. I went underneath (laughs) it. And that was my first road, my first real road race. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if this is it. I don't know if this is what I want to do anymore. This is gnarly. Wow. That's, and,
0: uh, yeah, that sounds, I mean, since then, I mean, look, you know, that sounds gnarly, but since then you've raced a lot of he, stuff, you know, you, you raced all the clubs, right?
1: We are uh, CVMA, CVMA, uh, what else? Uh, uh, what was that other Willow Springs series? MRA. MRA. What's that?
0: Colorado. Colorado? Yeah, MRA.
1: What was the other club that did uh Willow Springs later? WSMC. No, after WSMC.
0: Oh, you went to the you raced the Moto yard yard
1: series like we're just doing it all.
0: Yeah, Moto West Moto something. West GP. Moto
1: Yeah. There you
0: go. That, yeah. That's
1: it. Uh yeah, we did it all. I mean Wow, you even raced Yeah, that, we huh? were just, we were going around all around California just, you know, AFM, Wira, um, you know, that series, WSMC. Just I just did it all. I mean, I just we were I remember at one point I was I was probably doing like two or three track days a week. Um, my my yeah. bike lived in Chris McGuire's Pirelli trailer, and and yeah. I would go. I would like just tr- travel around with him doing track days, and
0: McGuire would give me a call and be like, "Hey, dude," and he'd be like, "Dustin, right?" <laughs> That's my Chris McGuire. Um, just a heads up, and he would be like, "Dustin, I got a guest for yeah. you," and I'm like, "What?" And so you know, like. I have this program with Pirelli and pretty much any time Chris McGuire is like, "Hey man, I got a guy that needs to ride." Cuz Chris and the CT guys forever have been supporting kids, yep. too, you know? And so whenever Chris McGuire is like, "Hey man, I got this kid that needs to ride." I'm like, "Okay." And so you and I that was kid like I was like the
1: first I was the first one because
0: it was like you and Wyatt well, Ferris. I was way before and, that because, you know, because Oh because, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm just saying Corey, like it using that using that as an example, yeah, right? Yeah, cuz
1: Corey Newer yeah. when he acquired the Pirelli the West Coast distribution for road racing tires from yeah. from Tiger Shark back in the day. Um right. that's when Chris
0: It's like oh, oh eight? Uh
1: no, yeah, no, maybe oh no, oh, yeah, oh, 07.
0: Cuz I I switched over to Pirelli in 09, but I think 08 yeah, was, was there. Yeah, 07 or 08
1: and so Chris started yeah. working for Corey, and and right. I knew Chris because um, just through like supermoto stuff and like that kind of stuff, and and he like kind of took me under his wing, as crazy as that sounds, and and yeah, my bike lived in that Pirelli trailer, and I drove, I went to track days with him, and the deal was, is I got to ride as much as I as much as I possibly could, got all the takeoff tires I could find out of the takeoff pile to use. And all I had to do was like help him change tires in the morning rush. And then I just rode the rest of the day. Yeah. And I mean, it got to a point where I was like, yeah, right. I changed the tires today and I was riding. But uh, yeah, I owe so much to that guy. Um, you know, yeah. he, he did a lot for me. That's how I got fast, though. That was like between that time of like, I don't know if this is it for me because it's gnarly. And like being, you know, on the podium in AFM 600 and classes was. Going to all those track days with Chris and just riding, 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 putting in the laps. That's how I bridge that gap. So yeah, I owe a ton to him.
0: Well, you know, when I was injured in 2012, um, I had I had my dad's old race bike, and um, AP. We'll just leave it at that. Um, was like, hey, dude, could I borrow this thing so Frankie could? I'm like, sure, dude. And then you took my motorcycle that I I, I literally. I, I think I raced it twice. You took my motorcycle and fucking set lap records everywhere, everywhere. on it. Like everywhere. Everywhere,
1: everywhere that you thing went was dude. good, really good.
0: I think I think you had a you had a couple of lap records at Chuckwalla that stood all the way until like this year there, maybe. This yeah, season. there was
1: a couple that obviously they they got rid of those classes that never got broken, so they like technically still right. stand. But yeah, I mean, right. I I think there's one. I think I have one left that hasn't been broken yet. Um, oh shit! Yeah, it's like a fifty or. Because I
0: thought I thought Justin Bordenero got it with the sixty. Maybe could have been, but maybe maybe I'm. Maybe I think I'm I wrong. heard that, but I mean, dude, those lap records stood from like twenty thirteen or they was of like, twelve. It was like ten arm. years.
1: Yeah, they was. I yeah. mean, that bike was the meth bike. That's what we called it—the meth, the meth bike. Yeah that
0: thing yeah for what we're talking about the meth bike was a it was a 03 sv650 with a billet crank and TL 1000 throttle bodies and it ran on and it methanol like the thing is six a, a cowie a Kawi 600 swing arm gsxr
1: 600 <laughs> front end and it yeah. wasn't even a it wasn't even like a good front end i remember we put like a Olin's front end on it and i was like no take that thing off the other one was better Put the stockwood back in, Uh, right? But yeah, yeah, that thing was that thing was fast and it handled good. But those laps, like I remember, I remember the first time because I came like out of the woodworks because I stopped racing between like 2000 and like I don't know, I'd like 2010, and then I came back in like 12 and raced the Daytona 200 and did like select, you know, West Coast back then it was DMG races and. And then right. uh, in the in right. the whatever class they call it, the 600 class, um, and they taught a sport bike class, and then and then after that I disappeared in like 13, like was working like a normal human, and then, and then I was like, I was dude, you
0: were not working like a normal human. First of all, you were a I was a mad guy. guy. I was a bad guy, but I mean, it was work. You were the guy with the GoPro and like, hey, no, I'm Frankie was... Garcia and I'm here testing yeah, the whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, that was me. I
1: was that guy with Wahid, but uh, right? Yeah, I mean, I was I was doing it yeah, with Wajid yeah, right? and Justin Dawes and Steve Atlas, and then it, and then eventually yeah. Paul Carruthers was my boss. But uh, I mean, I still had to go to work every wow. day, like I still had to be there on time and all that stuff. So it was like regular people stuff, but uh, <laughs> sort of
0: except like your regular people stuff was riding motorcycles and telling yeah, it, people it definitely what didn't you suck
1: uh but i I disappeared for like 2013 and then i was like out oh and then on the weekends i would help cory newer and i would take the pirelli trailer out to chuck walla and i would changed tires and i wasn't even racing i was Was that
0: was that after after the gianni
1: yeah it was after the gianni debacle yeah and then cory (laughs) cory needed someone and i had helped him out you know a, a bit and he knew i could handle it so yeah i would take the trailer and and the truck out to Chuck Walla, and I was just slaying Pirellis, and uh, you know, over the over the CVMA weekends, and then, yeah, you know, I it was probably you. You were like, hey, you used to be fast, like hey, there's this bike, like uh, and it somehow got like I somehow wanted to ride it, and I, I think I I asked if I could ride it, and it was like, yeah, come out, and and I remember showing up to Chuck Walla, and and like this the, the that class was, I mean, there was there were dudes like that were decently fast in there, and. And I just remember somebody going like, yo, what 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 do you think you can do on this thing? And I was like, I don't know, like and I was like I I gave him some asinine like like lap time that I was aiming for that I thought I could do. And then I was like, Man, I'm gonna look stupid if I don't go that fast. And I ended up going that fast and I was like, damn, like I guess we I guess yeah. I still kinda got it. But those laps on that bike yeah. were they were like one lap wonder laps. They were it wasn't like I was clicking yeah. those things off every single lap.
0: Yeah, you were not. You did not have an RV camped in those lap times. You were, <laughs> you were throwing down the flyer, checking the fuck out, and then you were, you were so far ahead. Don't yeah, I, I remember I would do it you like know?
1: Andy, and I was, I was doing them all, <laughs> all hungover because we were just partying. That was back in the party yeah. days of CVMA send it days with Brian dude, Short and
0: <laughs> Chuck Walla. Party days back then were out of hand, dude. You know between. Between the between Brian Short and then the the
1: team low budget guys, oh, I mean, it, the barbecue with the, with the booze. It was it was what those were the good days. They were fun, right? But yeah, all those like I'd wake up on Sunday.
0: I oddly enough don't remember yeah. most of them. Yeah,
1: those were the those were the <laughs> Dustin Pointer party days, and that's where that's where oh, you earned that your Superman nickname. Um, we'll just tell that story. We'll just tell Superman. that story really quick. Yeah, you go ahead. So, I don't yeah, remember it. So, you, so I, go I don't ahead. know what happened, but you and I were just, I mean, we were having, we were on a good one. And there was like some, you know, our, our, our race banter shit talk. And I just remember saying something to you and we we're laughing and I fired something back. And next thing you know, you're running after me full speed in flip-flops and shorts. And I just like, oh my goodness. I took off running and I was like running around through cars, around, tra- and I look back and you're you're there. And I'm like, he's gonna get me, this is not gonna be good. And I remember like <laughs> I ran around this trailer and I look over my shoulder and your full tilt, Superman just launched and, and got me, just tackled my ass. And dude, I was running fast and I wasn't like, I was still, I, I was obviously, I still remember it. And dude, all I remember is just you just off the ground flying at me and and uh yeah, those were uh that was the end of of those days for you, but uh well, I don't know i mean i
0: it's i i quit drinking in twenty twelve so yeah there you go right, so it had to have been somewhere B- before, before the SB that met but, like
1: days but yeah but right. anyways, yeah, back to those days like I remember we were just partying like at night there and it was like, I mean, Brian short and, you know, Randy doesn't drink, but he still parties for sure. That guy definitely doesn't suck at partying. But, uh, yeah, I remember like I would be like hung over and like, they'd like put new tires on the bike and like, that's all everybody wanted. They were just like, we just want the track record. Like that's all your job is. Like you don't have to do anything, but get the track record on these things. And that was the goal. We just went to a bunch of tracks trying to get track records and, I remember they like put new tires on it, put it on the warmers, and like, all right, time to race. And I'd go out there and I'd do like, yeah. I do like the, you know, the warm up lap, and then the, you know, they drop the flag. And I'd do one lap to like scrub the tires in really good. And then I'd do a send it lap, track record, and then like just kind of back it down. To, yeah. Mail <laughs> yeah. it in. Yeah, yeah. Mailed it in. And, uh, and that's how all those work. Like we did that at, you know, I think it was like six different classes, obviously. A few different classes, different directions, um, at Chuckwalla, and then, uh, we went to Thunderhill and uh, High Plains in in Colorado, and uh, so Willow Springs, like, and then oh, and then, uh, uh infinian we did did it there too, oh, that's right. Sonoma, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, Sears yeah. Point. I mean, let's be real. Let's, let's let, call it Point. It was point.
1: probably Sears Point back I mean, then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those those days were so fun. That bike was uh, really cool, and it's really cool that it, it belonged to you, and that was your dad's bike, and it'd be a really cool.
0: Yeah, I kind of wish I had it still. I mean, it would be it would be where yeah. the bicycle is. It'd be really
1: cool. Maybe we'll find so, it one day. Maybe it'll maybe it'll day, reappear. Maybe.
0: I mean, you know, I think. Call me crazy, but I think I saw that dude. I right saw dude? him there. I saw him there i i like i saw him on a scooter rolling by like on the way out to the twins Cup I, place, was, I think but i never i never i didn't know where he was pitted i
1: didn't know you know i never i was so busy with that, the stuff Daytona's is crazy it's it's just the first him, round like, is nuts but yeah all i all i remember was like i heard like i was standing there and then i just hear is chad coming <laughs> and i turned i turned oh, around no. and 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 there was a p himself so
0: what's the, tell me the chat uh, Oh, it was a what, YouTube video.
1: Or refresh my YouTube memory. Video. It was just this very, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know if we can talk about it on here. Flamboyant. Uh, uh, no, I think it was worse than that. I think it was worse than it was. It was pretty bad. It was really bad. Yeah.
0: It was full send, full send in
1: a, direction. in a very bad direction, but yeah, it was a YouTube video that we, and, we uh, joked around about. And- <laughs> but uh anyway yeah, yeah good, good times, times. but yeah. yeah that was cool I, I, I really hope that 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 one day we can end up uh you know you end up with that motorcycle again because that was uh you know there's a lot of good memories on that bike a lot of good times from the, and probably yeah I mean one of the most fun bikes I've ever raced in my life you know that thing was cool so maybe one day we'll find it
0: So, so you transitioned from that and then you had a couple of like 600s and then, then you didn't race for a little bit and then you turned up on a Ducati. Like, yeah. Like, how did you become, you became like, I think you were in the OG
1: hooligans, right? Yeah. Like after that, after those days, I just, I went back to working, you know, I went back to, um, you know, I was working in the motocross, supercross industry and, and, uh, I just did i worked at suzuki. suzuki so i left i left motorcycle usa and cycle news and then i was a pr guy over at suzuki running the pr department over there and um and then and then i was working in the supercross motocross industry uh kind of doing a bunch of a okay. bunch of freelance stuff for a bunch of different companies and i just kind of just do my own thing and and i i didn't think i thought it was done like because like myself there's a bunch of us like my age like you know all all of us that are around thirty that went through that phase of the economy taking a shit in 2008 like and that was that right when we were all supposed to go okay we're we're done club racing we all you were going to be pro now and then the economy just fell on its face and we all we all kind of got shafted you know myself garrett willis um cameron was a little bit behind that and cameron was fast though like cameron He had a future and and Cameron somehow made it through that JD Beach made it through that. But um, yeah, there was a bunch of us that just got shafted through that. Like, you know, I mean, my parents are just, you know, middle class, regular human beings. And, you know, we didn't have the money to spend without without the support of everyone that helped me like we couldn't do it. So. um, So, yeah, come on, you know, come, you know, after the SB days in like 14, 15. you know i thought that was it i thought you know okay we had our we had fun you know now i gotta go be an adult and
0: i think i remember you having that conversation with me you're like dude i gotta (laughs) be an adult now i gotta get like a real job yeah yeah Yeah,
1: it was i mean there were i think i've had that there were so many moments in my life where i was like this is it yeah this is it like you better enjoy it and uh but then in 2017 you know that was when that super hooligans thing was getting big and and, uh, you know, one of my buddies, Nathan Verdugo, worked at Ducati at the time. He had his own personal scrambler and he um, he was like, hey, man, do you want to do you want to build this thing into a tracker? And and, you know, it would be like a cool project. And he's like, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll get you the parts and do all the stuff. Do you want to do a build on it? And I was like, yeah, because I mean, that's what I've always like me and my dad. Like, we just I grew up watching him build bikes and. I helped him in the garage, and so I was like, "Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be cool." And flat track is like back to my roots. Like I'd love to build, a, build, just build a bike, and that's all it was. We were just gonna build it just to yeah. show any potential that it may have, and we built it in two thousand seventeen. It took me a few months, and we got it dialed, and then um, Nathan was like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to race this at the final uh, final race, the Moto <laughs> Beach Classic?" And I was, I was You're like, like no, no, "Absolutely not, never, yeah." Uh, so I remember we like buttoned <laughs> it up and we finished it. And I rode it like one day at the track just to try it out. And, and, uh, I showed up to the moto beach classic, like not knowing, but I was like, I was so serious about it. I was like, all right, like I got it a chance to race. Like I, I better do something here. And I got the bike that I, I built it. So clearly I thought it was good. And, uh, I ended up winning the, 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 first annual Roland sands moto beach classic and it was such a big deal like at the time i had not gotten so much press for anything i've ever done on a motorcycle in my life i mean i think there i was like i had a byline in cycle news and like a two-page spread photo and it was like all over all these different like media outlets including like the orange county register and all this all these mainstream like stuff. And I was like, this is crazy. And so I won that. And then that got Ducati's attention. And, you know, the next year they kind of offered me a little bit more help. And then the year after they, uh, offered some more help and it eventually turned, turned out, they created a Ducati scrambler that was a replica of my, um, of my race bike, you know, the same paint job. And they used a lot of the cues from my race bike into this, this, um, Ducati full throttle model that they had and and uh they flew me to ICMA and they did a big launch on it and all my like photos and my name was in all the marketing material and it was a cool
0: So you're basically like what you're saying is it's a little known fact that you're a good nah, I, that...
1: I mean I I thought I was <laughs> until I never and until like their their sales reports came out and it was a number one selling motorcycle that Ducati sold for two years and I never got a dollar off of it or even got a motorcycle. So what? yeah. Um, yeah, I was pretty upset with those guys for a while about that. Um, that sucked, but, yeah. um, but yeah, so I did that. And then, um, after you got the yeah, Indian so thing, right? After, after
0: uh, that, cause I remember seeing you at Coda in 19, uh, racing the, 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 yep. Yep. That it?
1: that was that that same and year. That
0: I think you got second that Yeah, that was the that same day, year. Right? Like or... me,
1: myself, Jack Miller, Marcel Schroder, and Josh Aaron had all been like training together at Johnny Louch's gym, at the W, and and we all podium that weekend. like Josh won the Superbike class, uh, Jack won the MotoGP race, uh, Marcel was like second or third in Moto two, and then I got second in the in the Superhooligan race. And we were like all pumped. Cause we had all been spent the last like month or month and a half together like previous to that. Um, And like, we just all like, we all pulled it together over there. So that was kind of sweet. But uh, yeah, that was.
0: And it was the, the, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the hooligan still was kind of like, it's kind of like a little bit. But there were like dudes racing
1: it that were like, it was like at the time it was like myself and um, Andy Debrino Joe Debrino. Cop. That Joe Cop, I think he won the championship that year. Um, Jordan Graham, and then like Johnny Murphy showed up for a couple of them. Um, and like there were some hitters in there. I mean, obviously, like Andy Debrino is no slouch oh, yeah. at all. Uh Joe Cop clearly is one of the baddest dudes ever. And Jordan Graham was a ripper yeah, and like No,
0: it looked like a serious effort. I'm saying like from a fans' perspective. Yeah, it kind yeah, of yeah. It was, like, right? it was like it was fight like Sky Club. It was kinda of like you kinda of had to know a guy to know where it was. Exactly. Right? You had to like tip the dude a hundo at the yeah, door at exactly. the end exactly. kind of like, thing. How do I sign up? Like, right. uh,
1: what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you had to you had to like know somebody. Yeah. And, but uh yeah, it was it was I guess it was a little bit underground, but it was uh it was growing quick. It was it was yeah, it was like it a, a was little a circus. Time, though.
0: I mean, honestly, the, yeah, it was like a circus
1: thing. I mean, you guys were racing. It was like a very like a, serious uh, sideshow.
0: Like at the back, it was like at the back was, of a yeah, loading dock. It was
1: at the right? um, the newspaper printing, the old newspaper printing place where they do the handbuilt show now. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was like went over a planter box. It was a small little TT. It wasn't one of the most proper tracks that we raced. But yeah. it was a little asphalt TT, and and uh, which I was.
0: You had to go down into the loading dock. Yeah, area you came out, and jumped they, over the planter box, you know, and yeah.
1: it was it was wild. The track, yeah, was yeah. Like, <laughs> There was probably twelve of us on the track at one time, and which doesn't seem like a lot, but it it looked like there was a hundred of us at the time. It
0: was it was gnarly. It but, looked uh, gnarly. <laughs> and then I was like, "You guys would you would end up getting into lappers like oh, yeah. after two or three laps, and then yeah, it was like, what what where is he? I don't, I don't even we know.' Like, we were just
1: going until we saw a flag.
0: Yeah, yeah waiting for the yeah, checker flag, uh,
1: right? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, those days were good. Those days were cool.
0: So you you've become kind of this dude that just shows up and rides whatever, right? Like anytime. Like I I know I've called you and said, hey man, I'm a little shorthanded. That's why I said you <laughs> were like my low key staff dude. But I, I'm like, hey man, I'm a little shorthanded. I can you come to Button Willow tomorrow? And you're <laughs> yep. like, yes. I'm like, sweet. I yeah. got an R3 waiting yeah, for you. you like, sweet. I just like, I, mean, right? I just
1: like riding bikes. Man. Yeah. Like it's what it comes down to. Like, I mean, as long as I got two wheels and a motor and it handles decently, like that's all, I mean, I just like riding motorcycles. I don't care what they are. I mean, I've always been that way. I grew up riding, you know, whatever my parents could afford. So it, it's, I didn't always have the best stuff. So, you know, when it comes down to it, like, as long as I'm riding and having fun, that's all that really matters to me. It doesn't matter what it's on, but uh
0: i mean i think i remember the reaction you had when i let you ride one of the r1s for the first time you're like yeah. oh, Dude, this thing's pretty good <laughs> like, that's all you had to say you're just like, yeah this thing's pretty
1: good like, that's a yeah, real Frankie, that's a real bike yeah it's a real motorcycle. All right. yeah it was like the first <laughs> time like i probably ever rode something that proper i was like damn this is good but uh yeah, yeah and then after after all by
0: the way there's a there's a there's a commenter coming in he's uh he said his name's Robert Johnson, and he wants to know if you're gonna be joining us back in the Super um, Hooligans.
1: I would like to. Um, I've I've made a uh, I've put the feelers out there um, this year when I decided because in in 2000, 2023 um, all the Super Hooligans races and all the Baggers races are double headers when last year, it was just one race per event, except for Daytona last year, there was two races per per class. Um, but with the double double header, I like looked at that. And I was like, man, four races in a weekend and two different bikes, like that's gnarly. And, and I, I, I wanted to focus on the bagger. And that was my goal was like, I if I'm going to race a bagger, that's what I'm going to put all my effort into. And and I was, I was all good with that decision. And, you know, obviously super hooligans is, you know, I've spent so much time with that crew and I rode for Roland for four years and I love all those dudes. And that's like my bread and butter, um, but it's just a lot. It was just a lot. And, and so I was, all, I was cool with that decision of just baggers only. And then we went to our test right before Daytona it was the first time I rode the Harley. And Patricia and Corey had their hooligan bikes there. And Patricia was like, hey, why don't you just go spend some laps on my hooligan bike and, and try it out? And, and so I hopped on her Pan America and, like, grabbed four gears coming out of pit lane. And I was like, I'm an idiot for choosing not to race one of these things. And could not get off that thing. Had so much fun on it. And we went to Daytona. We saw how good Corey and Patricia did on the Panamericas. And then I started like throwing it out there like, Hey, we could maybe end up with another one of these. Could you guys like have another yeah, one of them yeah. laying around? So nice. yeah, there's a, there's a couple more that are being built um, that I've, I've kind of wow. let them know that I would like to ride one. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. I'd love to be in there. I'd love to come, come race some of those, even if it's maybe one race. I mean, like I'd love to come do the Washington round because that's super Hooligans only. So um, if I could do that, yeah, that'd be great. That's that's the goal. So we'll see how much uh, how, how what we can pull out of that one.
0: So you you did the the scrambler thing and then you shifted gears and went to uh-huh. with Roland's team and you were on,
1: you were on FTR, a, yep.
0: FTR right and then and then the what the chief uh, what's,
1: what's I team? I never wrote a chief.
0: What's the bag chow, what's the chow. Indian bagger called?
1: Yeah. There yeah. you go.
0: There. That thing. So, you know, how do you how do you transition from being a sport bike dude to like this bagger thing? Like how do you like describe what it's so like. To the even way ride that worked out
1: was I was riding Super Hooligan Flat Track for Roland at the time. And then and yeah. that was in two thousand twenty. I, I rode from and we did two races and then COVID happened and it was all over and we were just parked Yeah. and they announced this bagger thing. And like, we had like joked around about it. And at first Roland was like, that's dumb. I'm not building a bike. Like you kidding me. We're going to go bagger road racing. That's stupid. And, and
0: (laughs) that's what a lot of the, fans. yeah, I mean, I,
1: I think some of them still say that, but they're crazy. Um, but So this, this, I guess Roland got talked into building one and, and obviously I rode for him already. And the first race was at Laguna Seco, which was my home track. I have, I had a a road racing background, even though it had been a while and he called, and and I remember like, we, like, we had talked about it a little bit. And then when I, like, when it really came to life, I, I, because baggers are my favorite kind of motorcycle ever and the reason why they were my favorite was because i always grew up having to race and go fast on everything that i every motorcycle i got on so i was like oh i i like baggers because i can just cruise on them and they're cool like there's, just i can turn the stereo up i'm comfortable and and i can cruise and i can just enjoy motorcycling um and obviously that's not the case now but at the time you know before we raced them that's what i was yeah. like i love baggers and so I remember I texted Roland one day. I still have the text message. And I, I said, hey, I knew he was building that bagger. And I said, hey, if I'm not racing this bagger at Laguna Seca, I, we're not friends anymore. I'm done. And and, and, and I like, <laughs> I meant it. I think I meant it. Like, it, I said it as a joke, but it, it, in my heart, I meant that. And so, I don't know. I think, I think like a week or two <laughs> later, he calls me up and he's like, you're riding the bike. And I was like sick. Uh, he's like, What do you want done to it? And I was like, stereo, loud pipes, and like I, I thought it was like a fun thing at first. I was like I was like, put a badass stereo yeah. on it, like sick paint job and like the stickiest like Dunlop bagger tires that they got. And he was like, Yep, cool. A Couple weeks go by and and they're like throwing out like triple clamps and swing arm and carbon fiber bodywork and 17 inch wheels and, and all this crazy, we're making a tank. And I was just like, what's happening right now? And it got,
0: was that the, the, what's the first year at Laguna? The the year yeah, that, that was you, the, that was, I looped the
1: out the bagger. That was that year. That was the very first one. So yeah. Okay. We had, like, what we had gone. <laughs> I mean, obviously it was like, it was like, it was like a, a you know, a trip into the abyss with the bagger thing because nobody knew there was no data on these things. Nobody knew what worked. It was just, you know, by the seat of everyone's pants, let's try to figure this thing out and build a race bike out of one of these. And, and we had gotten some parts from S and S at the time. And then when we got to the races, we got the rest of them. And part of the package when we got to the races was this clutch, this slipper clutch. Um, and I never got to test on it. We did one test at Buttonwillow, and I remember I sk- I showed up to the test and I was just like, "What did I get myself into?" I I remember I was like twenty minutes from Buttonwillow, and I'm like, "What did I sign myself up for?" I'm an idiot. I'm gonna go race a bagger on a on a track. This is dumb. And I showed up and like did one session, and I like I had my knee on the ground. Ludwig yelled at me because I was so an- like I was so antsy to ride this thing. We got there late. I missed the first. I missed a group. So I go out in the C group and I'm like just passing dudes on the inside, just sending it. And, and I remember Ludwig like came off the track and he's like, what are you doing, dude? And I was like, it was one of your days. And yeah, yeah. And, oh, I'm and fully Ludwig, aware. Ludwig, Ludwig gave me an earful and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just fired up. And, and, you know, obviously I was like, I know Dustin. I gave him one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah. And uh, yeah, I bet. But yeah, I remember I put my knee on yeah. the, I had my knee on the ground within like four corners and I was like, oh, we're going to be just fine. So, yeah, we showed up to Laguna, got the rest of the parts and one of them was one of the parts was uh, was a clutch and the ramp on it was really steep and I had gone out. I qualified second um, and, and in Q2 and. Something had happened to the Vansenheim's bike, uh, Hayden Gilm's bike, they fried a clutch or something like that. And so he was out and he was a guy like Tyler O'Hara was was fast and there was gonna be no catching him. And and I laid down a time that was second, and there was like four minutes left of qualifying and and Hayden's bike was done. So we we're like, okay, cool, like nobody else is gonna pass us. Uh we're good, we're in we're in we're in the second spot, so Hey, why don't you go, why don't you go practice a couple starts? You haven't tried those before. And I was like, "Yeah, sure. Good idea." Um, roll out to, you know, go to roll out on the track and they 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 stopped me right there uh, before they let me out and I just went to I went to crack one off right right from the spot there. And and I wasn't even practicing a start at that point. I was just trying to feel it out cuz I didn't know where where, you know, the bagger I can barely touch the ground. It's tall. I don't know what it's like, you know, where's it going to grab? And I yeah. just kind of like barely gave it a little rev and just was like letting the clutch out just to see where it was going to engage and how it was going to engage. And like before I knew it, I was upside down and there was a bagger on top of me. And <laughs> I mean, I, I think <laughs> I moved maybe four feet and just flipped this bike over, over the top of me. Uh, snapped the handlebars on my femurs and, uh, yeah, that was.
0: You had some healthy bruises. You didn't know. I, I mean, at things, the time you, when right? I was
1: laying there, I was like, my femurs, are, I was super embarrassed. First of all. Yeah. And my like, femurs, I'm so done. Like my femurs, my upper, like upper legs burned so bad. I was like, my femurs are broken. Like this is the worst pain I've ever felt. My femurs are on fire. They are snapped yeah. in half, both of them. This is we're done, we're done. And I laid there for a second, and then I was like embarrassed. Yeah. So I was like, "Just hey, hey guys, just put me on a stretcher and just get me out here. Like my femurs are broken. Just get me on out of here. I don't want to see anybody." Like, yeah, like cover me in yeah. the yellow yeah. yeah. blanket. Tell, right? tell everyone <laughs> I died. Uh, and and I remember I was like, "Hey, why?" Don't, Roland was like, "Hey, why don't you just lay here for a second? Like just relax. It's all good. Like just chill." just chill. And I like laid there and caught my breath, got some water. And then I was like, I was like, the burning's kind of going away. Like, and then, and then they were like, no, don't, don't move. You know, how the medics are, they're like, just don't move anything. And Roland's like, why don't we just stand up? And like, I was just like, oh, okay. And I remember uh, shot or uh, Aaron Gordado was there too. And they were like, yeah, let's just stand up. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I stood up and I was like, oh, maybe my femurs aren't broken. And at this point I'm in my underwear and and I'm just like, oh, yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, okay, so my femurs aren't broken. I'm up. Um, I'm in a lot of pain. And then so they're like, why don't we put you on the back of the golf cart and take you to the medic center? So I'm on the back of the golf cart, just butt naked. <laughs> I mean, I have boxers on and my socks and that's it. No, I think they took my socks off. And they took me to the medical center and they like go through the pits. So you're in the, you're, you're like getting rolled through yeah. the paddock and shows. Yeah, pretty sweet. And, a golf cart. and uh, I go to the nice. medical center, and they like check me out. They're like, "Yeah, you're good. You're gonna hurt," but, and and at the time, uh, my brother just passed away, so I was like, "Man, I was like, I got, I got a race. I got. I mean, it would have been like, I don't think it'd been three months, and I was like, I I got a race. Like that was like, this is what we're doing this for. Like we're doing this for Jess. Like we're at our home track. Mom and Dad are here. Like it's it's it's." probably a little too soon. And I remember like telling somebody like the week of the race, I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, I'm not in a good place right now. Like, I don't need to be racing baggers. Like, this is like, why am I racing at all? Like, I'm just, I'm so bummed, like, so just in a shitty place about my brother. Like, I I shouldn't be doing this. And, and, and I like, I kept going. There was so much put into it. I couldn't pull out. And uh, so like, I was just like, then when that happened, I was like, oh man, like, I went through all this, like, got to figure it out. We qualified second. And, like, everyone doubted me. They're like, there's no way you're racing tomorrow. Like, not a chance. And I remember.
0: Dude, even you told me that night. You're like, yeah, dude, there's. Yeah. I don't know if I'm in yeah, I tomorrow. Mean, I, this ain't happening. Like, you're like, yeah, dude, I think my legs are kind of broken. I was like, what? And you, and you raised up your shorts and you had you From my you knees had to my waist. Like, like, it was
1: bad and there was dents like in my, the muscle, uh, but yeah, the dents and yeah, that's what you, I mean, I was like, there's no way, but I was like, man, I got to do everything I can. And I remember I came, I, dude, they had to like, I had to get like lifted into my truck. Like I couldn't get it into my truck by myself. Like they had, like I had to have help getting in and I drove home and I had to have, have help getting out. And I remember I called uh, my physical therapist, Twan, and I was like, what do I do? Like, what's the best thing I can do? Like, and, and he was like, he had sent my dad some like these like lidocaine patches or something. And he's like, put those on there. And he goes, at night, all night long, set your alarm clock for every hour. And he goes, heat for an hour, ice for an hour, heat for an hour, ice for an hour. And I did that from the moment I got home until i got up in the morning alarm would go off i'd switch heat alarm would go off switch it back to ice all night i had these lidocaine patches three patches per leg just and and i was taking like these like uh no way. like a like like a anti-inflammatory um pill that my my dad had and and i woke up the next morning and like I, my mom and dad are like downstairs it's race day and they're like downstairs chilling on the couch they had, they were just like yeah. completely' were just like there's no way and I come down like dressed. I'm like wearing yeah. like my team jacket, and 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 I. uh They're like, "What are you doing?" And oh, and then I woke up, and Doug Chandler. I got a text from Doug Chandler, and it's the security footage of me looping the bike out, and and like everyone's like laughing about it of now because it wasn't. It they knew I wasn't seriously hurt, and and, and like everyone counted me out. Right. Doug's like, "Oh man, are you coming to the track today?" And I was like, "I'm racing today," and he's like, "No," and I'm like, "Yep." And yeah, like, no exactly. Way. And he was like the, the rider liaison guy at the time. And he was like, um, okay, hold on. Uh, cause we didn't think you were going to race. So he messaged me back and he was like, Hey, um, the medical staff says if you can come to the track and you can do a squat in front of them, they'll let you race. And I was like, so I was at the house and I'm like, I, I like tried one in the, in the, li- in the living room and, I like got halfway down and I was like, if I do one of those, I'm done. I was like, so I have to save it for those guys. And so I like go to the track and nice. like before like warm-up was pretty early. And and I like had to go to the medical center and they're like, All right, like if you can show us that you can do a squat, you can race. And I I did it. I like bit my tongue as I did it. It hurt so bad. And I was like, okay, and I went and rode warm-up and I actually like once the adrenaline kicked in, it wasn't so bad. And I actually went like I went I was in like within like two tenths of my qualifying time and warm up that morning. So I, we we're like, oh, yeah, we're good. And I had all day like so I was back on the heat yeah. ice like all day long. The race was at like four o'clock. And uh, yeah, we made it. Yeah. That's right. They put yeah, you guys so, at the end. Yeah, we came, right. came and, you know, we did it and I like got in with Hayden for a little battle for a second, but with all the pain, like there was no way I was going to like battle him for the entire race. So we just, you know, held on to third and made it happen. But um, yeah, that was, that was it for me. Like right into bagger racing. It, that was that was, that
0: it, was the yeah. first bagger weekend ever, right? Because... That was 2020 when no of the fans could show up. But you guys, you know, attack Yamaha, right? So, like, I rolled up, and, you know, I'm working for the team, so I get to be inside. Uh, And I rolled up, and I saw all these semis, just massive amounts of semis on both sides, right? And I'm just like, what the heck's going on here? And, you know, I, I just remember the like trying to figure out what the fuck i was seeing on tv you know i was like dude like you know it's like i'm looking at it and i'm like i'm I'm like <laughs> trying to calculate it yeah what, what bikes are like those not adding up right so i'm just like man this is super weird and um you know er, everybody generally most of the fans thought it was like a sideshow thing that would just go away i mean i think that's what we thought too but man i mean, thought i thought, this, I thought
1: this, it was a one race thing let's do it for fun I mean, it's all yeah. good And then overnight, I think I, you know, we woke up, you know, Monday morning and the race had like a million views overnight. And, and, you know, the, uh, that MotoGP parody page, uh, you know, the MotoGP, yeah, like they were posting stuff of us and tagging us and stuff and posting us on their stories. And like, dude, again, like, and then that was the second time where I was like, okay. Like I never got so much media attention from a motorcycle race since the, when I won the Moto Beach Classic, like what, what's going on here? Like, this is wild. Yeah. And I think right then immediately it was already like, okay, is this going to be a series? What's going to happen? There's going to be more of these. Like that went too well for this to not happen anymore. And yeah, that's, I mean that's what right. started bagger racing. It was
0: it was that right there. Like it was. I mean, you know, I I will say this: like there was no Harleys on the racetrack. There was a bunch of dudes that were like, "Hey, man!" They called me up and they're like, "I want to say this like 2016 or 17, maybe." That they called me up and they're like, "Hey, man, can we ride these things at at your events?" And I think they weren't baggers. Uh-huh. They were, they were like dinas or something, and I'm like, "Not, yeah, bro! Like, come on out, you know, whatever." Because like we had we had some du- dudes over the years showing yeah. up on like we've like, seen it a time or two and stuff. Like, and you know, they the, you know they they had the same shit eating grin on their face everybody I else had, had when they left. So I was like, "Come on, dude, bring it out!" And they're like, "Really?" And they're like, "This guy," they, they named off all, basically almost every org in California. They named off that told them no, and I was like, "Come on out!" And those guys started uh-huh. coming out, and you know the first guy was Zach, right? Uh, Zach Nation was the first guy yep. that we kind of scumbagged into riding on the track, but then, but then it was uh, it was uh, Lucas, Eric, and, um, Tony Eric Salami, and uh, Tony Salima, Tony. Yeah. So it was, it was Eric, Eric. Uh, yep. Well, yep. Joker, right? Tony Shreds and Zach Nation. And, yeah, um, Ch- Chippy Tune, Eric and yeah. jiffy 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 Tune. yeah so those guys were. Like yeah those the are the guys that that invented and... harley
1: racing yeah let alone never... but, but but they forgot the xr 1200 class like we
0: we never we never thought that it would be like a thing but i remember when i was talking about uh the beginning of 2020 when i was in the planning stages of building a race series i pulled those guys aside i was like hey you know, I know you guys are like the bastard stepchildren everywhere you go, but like, right? I mean, really, like, oh, they were yeah. just cramming I, I, them in at the back of the two. They were like, the, or just whatever, there right? having a good old time. Like, oh, you fucking. Know, right? Yeah, and so I was like, dude, what if you got, what would you guys think if there was like an actual class for you guys? Like, fuck, we'll call it, we we'll call it American Iron or something. And they're like, fuck, yeah, dude. And yep, I, I actually that. had Tony help me write the rules for the class. And, um, and then they didn't show up. I was like, and then this bagger thing happened in 2020. I was like, oh my God. Like I would have never thought that it, it, it would have come into that. something that. I mean, I like was racing that, the you know? bike and
1: I was like, um, oh, this is fun. This is, this is cool.
0: Yeah. I remember Tony Elias looking at it and going, <laughs> yeah. it's too high. Like the, cause the seat height, it's like Dude, the, ride, the seat the ride height ride for him was like neck high, right? Too high for him. So, you
1: know, the, the height limit. Yeah,
0: like it's I have a photo of here.
1: Tony sitting on uh, <laughs> one of my bagger race bikes at uh, at Roland Sands at some event that he was having there, and, and I was like, man, you could fit in the bag. He's a little guy, but yeah, Dude, I remember we're
0: I- could. He could. And, you know, I mean, last year, you know, the last couple years at Laguna when they had the baggers, I mean just seems like more and more fans are coming, you know, so I, you know, we, my, the show, we've had some fun at at the baggers expense, obviously, but truthfully, like, I, I think it's cool because there's all these new eyes. And I think that's the the biggest takeaway, you know, I mean, before the bagger thing, before the bagger thing, did you ever see? I mean, there's a couple, I mean, you get your motorcycle enthusiasts, that
1: guy that owns a road glide, but now.
0: No, but like.
1: no, no. No not in
0: droves.
1: No, not in droves. Not
0: at Laguna. Coming. Right? I mean, dude, the Harleys,
1: it's like Har it's like Badger Island, Island, Island Road now Lod instead Island. of Ducati yeah, Island, it's right? Just, it's it's wild. And that's the biggest takeaway yeah. from all this is you know, at first it was like, Oh, that was cool. That was really cool. Um, that for a one off thing, and then there was so much buzz built upon it. And then and I think that was the biggest like yeah. we have to do this because so many V twin people or V twin fans or customers or consumers, or there were so many people from the V twin community yeah. that saw it and was like, now that is something that I want to watch, you know, because sport bikes, you know, super bikes, as, right. as badass as a super bike is and as gnarly as those guys are just, it wasn't appealing to those guys because they didn't own R ones or, you know, CBR 1000. So they, had road glides and, and yeah. street glides, they were Harley guys. And that's, that gave them an, an avenue to, to be a part of, of, of road racing. So, and I think that, that's what, that's what allowed right. us to do this. It was like those people, if it grabbed onto, onto so many of them that, you know, that's why it is where it is now, you know,
0: right. cause if it, yeah. I mean, still, you know, last year and this year both, um, you know, I made it a point to go outside the track to talk to people and it's shocking talking to all these bike people that are at bike week. Dude, I talked to people that were on the other uh-huh. side of the stadium, you know, um, Yeah. you know, where they had the bike show and stuff. I talked to a bunch of people with, uh, the CFE dudes, right? Uh, Sherm Dog and, um... Yeah, man, like, most of the people over on that side had no yeah, idea it was, that, hear that that was racing going on on the inside. I, I'm like, you didn't pick up that that <laughs> noise was the same as the noise coming out of you know, like, a Daytona
1: like, Daytona's a tough one. It's just like, that stadium man, is like a big wall, you know? If you don't know what's going on, on the other side of that thing, like, we'll go there for bike week. Yeah. Like, it's it's a tough one. Like, we've had the conversation a million times, and I actually was, like, with the Daytona people, and... And the AFT people talking about, like, uh, you know, just this year at, at the AFT race, and talking about, like, what kind of strategies can be put in place to to get the people, all the people outside into the stadium. And, and uh, you know, we talked about things like, you know, well, right. all those vendors that are outside, if you brought them all inside and made all the people come inside to go to those vendors, well, guess what? Oh, we can see the track now. And there's baggers out there. And that's how you that's how you keep them in. So, um, I just right. think it's just so customary for them to have yeah. all those vendors and everything outside the you know on the outside of the stadium. It's just you know changes not easy. You know yeah. people don't like change and
0: yeah. It just seems like there would be an avenue there
1: to yeah raise more awareness. You know, well if you, you like more if you eyeballs walk on it, there's
0: more money. Right? Daytona,
1: mm-hmm. like you go through and like where their Vance semi-truck is um, outside of the stadium, there's a big screen TV there and there's baggers on that TV. If you go to Daytona one, that little zone across the street with the little shopping center with the restaurant, there's like these massive, and I was pretty fired up on it. These massive like jumbotrons that are like really long on the side of that wrap around the whole building. There's baggers and super bikes on there. If you go downtown, like Harley has massive like photos on the sides of buildings. Of Kyle Wyman and yeah. you know, so it's it's the advertising's there. It's just getting yeah. the people to, you know, one plus one is two, go inside the stadium and watch baggers.
0: Right. Well, I mean, the people I talk to on the other, I mean, like I said, dude, I make it a point to talk. I talk I'm a scumbag, <laughs> so I. You're a, You're a people involved, person. You're a
1: people person.
0: You know me, right? Yeah. So I'm just talking to them, and and um. They all were saying that they assumed that the bike show area was merely a way for them to buy parts and have it installed. Yeah. Like there was a lot of vendors that were installing shit. I don't know if there was a, oh there I don't know if I saw a dino over there, but I wouldn't there's be surprised them, if there yeah. was a dino or or two but over like, there.
1: That's or, the deal. Or, like, or maybe more than like two. The, I mean it was a consumers, lot. Consumers, the V twin consumers, it's it's a good deal when they come to a motorcycle show or, or a rally. And you have all these vendors there and they're set up, they're ready to sell you the parts and put them on and you get the, the, the rally price, you get the good deal and they install it for you. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? And I mean, that's the whole, that's right. a, one of the big, the, the key things of, of these events is, and that's why these companies sell so much stuff and do so much business at them because, right. you know, there's, there's, there's no sport bike rallies that do that for you. You can't go, you know, ride your GSXR to a, the, the sport bike rally of America and have them put on a Olin's TTX shock for you. And like, that doesn't exist, but in the V twin world, it does. And like, right. That's, you know, people load the wife up and throw the yeah. saddlebags on. and Well, also,
0: also being real, the sport bike community that shows up to stuff like that, they've got the sport bike yeah. and they got a helmet thrown in with it. Most of them. And then they're riding with no gear, right? Or like the turtle, you know, whatever the, the,
2: yeah, yeah, it looks like a, a ninja protection.
0: turtle vest that they wear over their t-shirt, you know? And so I'm just like, you know, there, yeah, there's quite a bit more dem- money. Demographic
1: the thing, and, so. you know, it's a little yeah, bit, seems like. a little bit older demographic, which, yeah. um, well, absolutely. you know, is we're seeing a change in that, in the V-twin industry. It's, it's becoming younger as well. You know, obviously you got these guys doing wheelies and and stunt shows. And so the demographic for, you know, um, the V twin industry is, is growing, but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the, like I said, demographic, got more money, older people got more money, you know, they're, they've, they've worked.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you this, man, like, uh, since you've been basically the bagger dude the whole time, um, talk a little bit about the progression of those things, because man, you know, this last year it this, Last round at Daytona,
1: I think I think Kyle went 180 miles an hour. Mile
0: an hour uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it was it was right up there. It was like 180 something, I think. Yeah, it's minute minute no fifty
0: and change. I mean, like performance of those things seems to be kind of like just it's, skyrocketing up. No, right? you're not like, crazy. You're not crazy.
1: It's, it's like we showed up to the first bagger race and i was like whoa like look at all these parts that were made for these things and to make them proper to make them track ready like this is crazy um right. you know these are factory parts this is like one-off stuff yeah. nice these are road racing parts for a, a v-twin and yeah al
0: i talked to al luddington he was crew chiefing for somebody i forget but he was um uh... yeah. He was saying, dude, these things are like. He's like, I wouldn't. I would normally have not said yes to do this project, but he's like, these things are kind of sticking around, and they kind of it's, remind me of
1: super. I mean, bike,
0: there's nothing that they're bike. putting on like,
1: Superbikes, and we aren't putting on our baggers. I'll tell you that. Um, except for some like electronics, but, um, right. yeah. I mean, they've gone from the first year was like, okay, that was the base, and, and then year two, was when Harley Davidson got involved, and. Uh, you know they kind of raised the bar a little bit you know they had fast bikes you know they brought a lot of horsepower into the game and you know we we're seeing like some really gnarly suspension stuff and then we were like then it was swing arms and and then you know from there it was kind of like this elevation battle between harley and indian and it was like you know indian came in for yeah indian came in, harley clear came arms in ice, higher you know right? indian followed up and and got to that level harley came more And it was just a battle and, uh, you know, even up until, I mean, and then, and then you like get to the point where you're like, these, these bikes, you can't do anything more to them. And then you're just lying to yourself and then you show up to the next round. And it was, it's not a season by season thing. It's round around that we're seeing massive updates to these things. And like, like I said,
0: so what's happening? You guys are you guys are generating data on the things, and then yeah. they're
1: going back and like making. Yeah, I mean that's that's how it, it is. I mean, like last year we went to Daytona, and like Harley was having a have, having an issue with their transmissions um, on downshifts between Daytona and Atlanta. Like it was what is it seven weeks or whatever? They built brand new transmissions for these things, and they were badass. Yeah, no more shifting issues and you know it's just stuff like that it's like you see massive gains from round to round um you know up even till and then and then last year you know i think we i think the top speed was like 100 jeremy williams did 171 miles an hour at daytona last year and then the end of this year they said okay these bikes are 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 unreliable you like you guys everyone has built these things like to the moon. They're not lasting very long. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lower the rev limits to try to make them more reliable. So okay, you get yeah. um you get you know five hundred less RPMs, whatever the numbers are, and so you're like okay like whatever yeah. track records were set last year, probably gonna stand for a little bit. No, we get less rev limits and now we're going to a ten right. mile an hour faster nope. at Daytona. Yeah. Like how does that work? You know, so it's just Yeah, I mean I
0: had I had Chuck Axelin from Motor America on recently and he said something to that effect. He's like, dude, we restricted them and somehow they still end up. faster. It's insane.
1: You know, and it just goes to right? show.
0: Yeah. I mean, the restriction, correct me if I'm wrong, the restriction was in the effort to kind of help.
1: Hey, look, I've I've never, I've never let any oil out of of any bike I've ridden on a road race track. So, um, I mean, but you, you know, you do get some, some of these, you you know, not factory teams and these guys that, you know, are just doing stuff on their own or maybe trying to develop their own bikes and you know when you when you go high performance racing and you build things to their extreme on the limit potential like you know especially bikes that don't have a lot of data and technology in there in 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 this category um you know everyone's still learning you know and and you know it's kind of like a, a trial and error thing and right. things are going to happen you know bikes break yeah i like, guess there is there, you know, I mean, this is
0: my, the, I have this subject on my show quite a bit, right? And now I've got you. Here we guys, go. So no pressure. What?
1: You're the guy that represents that. Whole if I class, screw this up, right? everyone, I apologize. Sorry.
0: Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> no, but like, uh, you know, the biggest thing for, for uh, I'll just say for Richard is like, you know, because I, I did send him your um, your memes and stuff and, and you know we've had a we've had some fun but it's also you know like, why we a serious have thing right on i mean baggers, right? when you when when
1: uh well no to carry the weight of the rest of the classes in Moto America <laughs> okay no, no you, you, do you roll up no, your no, sleeves before to. saying <laughs> that
0: you grab your belt buckle okay yeah yeah i got you i i mean look there 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 is some validity to what you're saying, right I mean there's certainly a lot of fans that show up to the races and they leave when you guys are done so there is some of that, but I will say this, you know R- Richard told me to tell you like he would stop saying Wait, anything we did we did pretty good on, at daytona like, delay, this year causing delays, there was only one
1: right? oil mess, so like that came from one bike oh i I mean oh, I you caught saw you saw it. the yeah. you saw the image that we were the this team right it was
0: that yeah the uh the the bagger pace car yeah so I mean you know but there's some truth in that too right so like what do you think it is do you think could be is there like a possibility of like a belly pan I mean we have everything if our belly pans are like our up to the same standards you know?
1: as a sport bike belly pan we have to have we have our belly pans have to have to hold x amount of fluid in it and you know they have to be secured just like you're just like a sport bike yeah. It just
0: looks like – it looks like a chin fairy. Yeah, it? It no, like, I mean, like like And I Maybe said. it's holding more, but you know what I'm saying? It just looks – it looks no, um, I mean, our... cosmetic rather than yeah. functional. Uh, but it may be functional. It may be functional. I'm just saying when you see delays, as many as there were um, last year, right? I mean, Patricia ended up crashing in oil, right? Yeah, so – it, yeah, crashing it oil there it's not and a good not a fun thing it,
1: but um you right? know I think um, with Moto America no. making some restrictions and and uh, you know tailoring the rules to help these bikes last I think that that is making a massive improvement in in the yeah. right direction um, for you know these baggers to last and and obviously these motorcycles are never built or created to do what we're doing on them. That was never not one person on the engineering team at, no, at Harley Davidson no. or, or Indian when they were creating these monsters was like, we should build these things and make them race ready. Like that was nobody thought about that at one time. So um, yeah, right. I think it was a lot of trial and error. Yeah, they're not they're not originally no. designed I mean, to be
0: on the on the pin like they are, right? They're yeah. designed and built to be like prop at bike night or whatever, I and think, then go to start go to the pub your or stock whatever.
1: Standard bagger on the home, right? floor, like revs to like forty three hundred RPMs. That's where it revs. Maybe forty five is redline. We're, I mean, now this year restricted, we're only revving them to seven thousand RPMs. But that's still twenty five hundred RPMs more than what they're ever intended okay. to rev to. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, but I think we right. did really good at of this year. We did, there was one, somebody had an oil spill. I don't know who it was, um, but, and it was a big one, but. Um, yeah. It brought out, it like I said, brought it out brought the brought out car, the, the, the sweeper car, truck, right? the blower, you know, the whole thing. And uh, our session was, was yeah. canceled. We didn't, you know, we didn't, it wasn't like wait and we'll fix it. And you guys get to go back out. No, nope, nope, we're done so um that was in q2 um but yeah for daytona and us having it, it being a doubleheader, i think we did pretty good because that was the only the only instance so and daytona's the one that's gonna like tell all because you're just on the limiter the entire time there so um, I think I think the baggers, I think what Moto America did with tailoring the yeah. rules a little bit to help keep these things together and not have them on the limiter and revving so high, I think it, it's going to do its yeah. job. I think it's, gonna, it's we're going to see a real improvement this year and finally earn uh, yeah. Richard's love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end <laughs> well, of the cause day. Well, because I know that's what your main concern I mean, is, I, right? I grew up road racing and, and American road racing and watching it grow. And getting to a place where we see American riders going to MotoGP again is the ultimate goal for all of us, I think. Um, and, and you know, uh, after yeah. the economy and DMG and they try to run it, you know, we saw a massive fall in, in our sport. You know, there's no more factories. There's no more Japanese manufacturers involved except for Yamaha. Um, you know, there's not...
0: Well, I mean, that's it's I attack, mean, yeah. It, it's attack Yamaha, right? Like it's attack performance. It's yeah, not, you know, it's not like it's not like the old days it was the factory. You know, they're a factory supported team. Yeah, kind of like you know, uh, the yeah. Other I mean, without without team. Richard, like I mean, it would team. who knows what it would be. Um, I mean, yeah, it's literally but, like a small shop in Huntington. Beach yeah, so I mean, and and before like previous when right, it was AMA Pro
1: Road Racing, you know, there was there were two factory Superbike guys per manufacturer, and then there was always at least one 600 guy, if not two. Um right. and now we have we have none of that. And, yeah, and the satellite teams that had and then satellite support. teams
0: too, right? Because it was like you know Honda uh-huh. and then Arion and Cowie and Attack and. You know yep. Yoshimura Yeah, and, there was and, so many uh, rides and there Tung was so Hammer many and those guys. So
1: yeah, yeah. There was, there was like of eight so million Suzuki I think, support teams, I think the main goal right? is is to is to grow that back into what it was, and and with that, we need to grow the fans, and we need to bring back the support, the outside right. support back in, and and I and I do believe that, and not to toot my own horn right. or our own horn, um, but. I do believe that baggers are really helping that. And, you know, some people are mission toward mission, mission. Dude, you guys have mission like The title sponsor for our series. These guys are huge. They sponsor me. They sponsor Patricia. They sponsor our entire Saddleman Harley Davidson team. They sponsor the factory team now. Um, they sponsor the Vance and i team.
0: And what's the Saddlemen team? What, what, Saddlemen seats. They, I, I assume seats they make saddles is, is, for those uh, or what, you know, obviously the
1: settlement? the, the yeah. okay. seat company in you know V twin motorcycles, and they make metric seats. They make they do um, aftermarket stuff for or or stuff for um, you know the uh, a bunch of different manufacturers. I mean they they're the do all seat company, you know, and made in America, and they're 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 the seat company, you know. Saddlemen's huge. Yeah.
0: I also there's a couple of things about your helmet that I noticed. Uh, you have an 805 beer logo on your yeah. helmet, so
1: the basis? Oh, okay, yeah, there you go.
0: So, so are yeah, they sponsoring so, you
1: personally,
0: uh, 805 or are they is sponsoring a partner your team, of or how's it work? And
1: obviously, um, I uh, I have a really really a long relationship with fast house, right. and uh, they came on board the last couple of years. Um, obviously, they do a Mass House is a is started off as a, a motocross company, um, uh, started by Kenny Alexander, and um, they've they've turned into a lifestyle company at this point. Um, they started making do. They did a collab helmet with Bell, the Bell Stars. What I wear, uh, what I've been wearing for years now. Um, and when I when I came back to road racing, they had that helmet, and I was wearing a Bell, and it just made sense to do a deal. So. That's how I started with Fast House and Fast House is a partner of or Fast House and 805 are partners. They do a lot of stuff together, um, correlate a lot. Um, And uh, so coming into this year was going to be my third year with Fast House. um, You know, there were talks with with about, you know, well, we want to want to get 805 involved with your program as well. Um, They're doing a lot of stuff in the motocross world, in the freeride world. Um they don't necessarily have a guy in like the bagger or road racing world. and you know we feel like maybe you're that guy. so um yeah, it's it's pretty cool. obviously, anyone that knows me knows that um there's two things in this world that I love, and it's tacos and beer. so i got I got <laughs> I got mission foods I was, and I was kind of it up for you. on board right. and and right. I mean, at the end of the day, I won before I even got to the races. so, yeah
0: i think i actually heard you say that in that interview at the track right so um you know they're in our sport right in road racing there there used Uh to be tobacco and and alcohol and all kinds of shit and now like how does that how does it vibe there like is there any kind of shenanigans Mm -hmm. you had to go through to get that approved or like is I'm it, a, is it I'm open, a, fair person game person now? Like everybody can just not go. Not permission and... kind
1: of guy. I mean, you should know that by now. Uh, um, but I mean, I, there's obviously you, we've seen, you know, back yeah. in the day the Corona Honda team, and we've seen cigarette sponsors, and so um, you know, right. this day and age oh. we see marijuana sponsors and things like that. So yeah, there's there there was there were, there weren't any hoops or anything right. I had to jump through. Um, right. It's I think it's a fair game situation, you know, but.
0: OK, so the other the other thing I notice about your helmet is uh, you've got a really right. interesting Kurt Cobain quote on the back of your helmet. And so, you know, just a heads up, it says, and I quote, I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I'm not. And I'm telling that's you, right now, there. That is yeah. Like, that's right here, buddy. So, like, what? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Like, I mean, what does that mean to you, and what, like, where did that come from for you, dude? I'm a big Kurt Cobain. Guy. Aren't you a little I young love, to be you a know, fan of Kurt Cobain?
1: <laughs> well, you got. Like, I got he was I got like my guy, guy, bro. Like, and, and I'm Frank, quite a bit older <laughs> And uh, yeah, and and when I, yeah, well, and growing yeah. up, when dad picked dad's up like from my school, age probably, or right? you know, the babysitter after school. <laughs> that's what we're listening to on the radio or you know that's what cd was in his truck you know we live i grew up listening to to nirvana and all that 90s grunge stuff and and uh you know and now i listen to nirvana like every day that's just that's just what i grew up on and that's what stuck you know even though it's a little bit it's not before my time i was just really young but uh you know but that that quote is it it really like yeah it, it kind of sticks with me because i mean you know how i am i'm i'm i wear my heart on my sleeve i'm i'm me you know i always try to be me like maybe some (laughs) dude you know are you like talking about me right now like doing things my way you know i like yeah you know not to be like this prima donna (laughs) like tell me more
0: like I know my wife's out in the other room listening and I'm like dude that (laughs) everything you're saying is just that's why we we get each other maybe that's why we get along you know that's just
1: that's just me like I'd rather yeah I'd rather you know I I want people to to, you you love me or you hate me I I hope that you love me though like that's how you know I'm a people person and you know that you know I I love to hear everybody's story I love to know where everyone came from I love chatting with people I, I love people you know, I don't care if you're, you know, uh, yeah. uh, Lewis Hamilton or if you're some homeless dude off the streets. Like, I, I like people, you know, I don't care wh- who you are. And, uh, you know, I, I just I just like doing my own yeah. thing. And, and I like doing what makes me happy and life's short. And, you know, after my brother passed away, I, I, re- I really realized that. And, you know, you never know what, what's going to happen next. And and uh, so I, I, I just do things that make me happy and not in a selfish way, you know, um, cause I do very much care about everybody around me and, and even people that I don't know. You know. I'm a people person and I'm a caring, loving person, but, um, I, I I've learned to do things that make me happy and to, to if there's things in life that aren't making me happy or people in my life that don't make me happy or aren't necessarily, you know, uh, you know, being the people that I need to keep around me, like I'm really quick to just like, you know, clip people. Yeah. Really quick. And, and some people look at it and you're like pretty ruthless. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) I've just, I've just learned that life is short and and I got to do life for myself and my family and the people around me. And, you know, it's it's, shit ain't vibing and that's it, you know, but yeah, I just, that's why I like that quote. It's just, you know, you know if you don't right if you don't like me hey I, I'm sorry I wish you did but'm cool. gonna, gonna, gonna I'm not gonna lose sleep over it
0: right right that's good stuff man so you know what uh, I think you still have you still have one sponsor yeah I mean, you have at least one sponsor here <laughs> the, I was the just there yesterday um, Mythos leathers. OG, and you and and we were the OG Mythos uh-huh. people. Yo, you when, were the, you
1: when, were the OG, and then you came introduced the me to Ken Tam, and, and you're uh, like, you gotta wear these leathers. Yeah, and there came an opportunity. <laughs>
0: yeah, I call my yeah, friend up and I'm like, hey, I'm involved in this that leather went. company. And and you have to wear them. I remember I and got, you're got like, that. Okay, that first sounds great.
1: <laughs> um, when I was riding the Ducati, I got that first suit made. And put it on, and I was like, oh, my God, I love this thing. And yeah. I wore that suit. That was the suit that I looped the yeah. bagger out in. They just dyed it. It was, like, neon yellow, and it was during COVID, so we couldn't have a suit made for to match the bagger. So they took the logos off that suit, dyed the neon yellow black, and it was just this black and white suit after that. And um, I wore that suit up until I crashed at Chuckwalla, um, at the end of, of 2021 in December. And, uh, yeah. And then I, I just, yeah. I got a freshie. Um, I just got my new freshie for Daytona this year and, and I'm psyched about it. It's, I love it. I love them.
0: I was like, dude, that thing looks good, man. It, it, it looks, and the suits. they've evolved. I mean, they've evolved, right? Yeah, like I mean, things change. You learn with stuff. the OG ones back in the day, right? They're Bruno's. Bruno's switched on with that. Stuff, oh yeah, dude. I mean, like he's got guy guys is is always in Moto to Two now, to make and him better.
1: guys in World uh, Superbike, and it's just. I mean, you got to evolve, and you know, yeah. then along came you know, since the first suit was made, along came the airbag, and you know, now the airbag's involved in them. So you got to evolve with the times, and you know, that yeah. suit has just turned into just the most incredible suit
0: so you're uh you're a little bit old school with the way you handle your suits i mean you know this is an this is something only old school people do like you're one of these fucking weirdos that takes all your armor and shit out of listen, your suit
1: like
2: listen what
0: the
1: hell are you thinking i like, i, that stuff I is have to help, plenty of it's there to help law. you let's just say that <laughs> i'm gonna... I've got plenty of padding on me and you yes, oh, take all my armor out of my suit. But in the last couple of years, as I've gotten older and realized that <laughs> crashing hurts, I have been putting armor back in my suit and being smart about it. So yes, it's not, they're not completely empty. Like they, there was a few more than a few years there that I would just, it was just straight leather and that was all that was in there. But, you know, it's leather and a back yeah. protector and yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah but, you know, like that's all I need. I I'm like, Oh, you say so.
1: I'm like, tell me, Rob tell me again. Like, how a Sands great design. Idea. I don't know. I mean, well, thought I was nuts and you know. sourced this, um, the CE certified biodegradable. This it's thin. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's a, a, a padding that, that we put in my leathers now. And, it's uh, it's definitely a lot smarter than running nothing, especially at you know some of the tracks you go to like Daytona. If I went sliding down the down the front straight there with just leather, I'd, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, the leather would help. Um, like I said, as I get older, injuries take longer right? to heal from and they hurt more. And uh, I've gotten a little bit smarter right. and uh, started putting padding in my, keeping padding in my leathers now. So you know, uh, Atlanta, we have Atlanta, New first or twenty third, whatever that weekend is. Oh, um, so between yeah. now and then. Okay. And yes, guys, well, last year was seven scheduled. rounds. This, this year, is year also right? seven rounds, right? but you every round know. is a doubleheader this year. So we have fourteen races. So that does no. a lot for the championship. Okay. Um You know, that that makes there's a lot you know before with just seven rounds if if you had a dnf or something like that like it's going to set you back quite a ways but now with 14 rounds if someone's got a dnf or a crash or you know you have a bad result yeah. um, you know it's you got a more rounds. Yeah, yeah you got a lot more room to you uh, know like make up one. for that so i think it's cool and
0: of of the rounds which one are you most looking forward to looking like what's your, your... What's Laguna your go to? What's my your, backyard? I mean Is it Laguna? Laguna is, is like the
1: United States yeah. Phillip Island. I mean, we go we don't maybe from the corkscrew on the top of the corkscrew from, on like a really nice day, you can see the ocean. Um, but I mean it's it I, I'm so lucky to have been able to grow up in in a Monterey County and ride Laguna Seca every day freaking track day that they ever had there I was I was there um and you know that being my backyard and then just being in Monterey being you know being in the Carmel area it's beautiful you know and you, we got I and you know all the good dinner to spots eat that nobody that, knows about yep. sushi spot don't tell anybody about that sushi spot although although
0: you're that's your, your like teammates you know, figured it out they weren't out. my like, teammates the when they, they figured that? it out
1: but but now they are right like no they yeah.
0: weren't yeah who, who like we rolled up that?
1: and we're like hey what, yeah what are you doing um, here yeah all the spots <laughs> so um no it's just and, and that yeah. track too it's just so iconic obviously um you know we don't go to any other round that they used to race moto gp at and um so that's really cool and obviously the corkscrew is really famous and there's nothing and i mean nothing like going over turn one at Laguna Seca, just pegged on a bagger. It's it's pretty nuts. So, um, it's cool. And then I and then also too, like the family aspect of it is we go to this round and like all my friends and family there. You've seen it every year. We have a freaking yeah. raging party out of out of the pit, and we, we don't even ask for it. It just happens, you know. Next thing you know, it's just like a you know it's there's a freaking Mexican fiesta happening outside of our easy ups, and that's just yeah yeah so know all about it (laughs) uh-huh uh-huh i think i've had some
0: of that it's really cool you know mom and dad
1: you know it's close to home i get to come sleep at you know in the room i grew up in um you know my sister's there um and at the same time too the laguna seca uh, uh race weekend is always on the same week of the anniversary of my brother's death so this year will be three years so that was the first race that I did um, after my brother passed away. And then every year we go back to it. It's the week of, you know, July 15th when my brother passed away. So it makes it it, that we always celebrate Laguna Seca. Like that's, that's our celebration of like every year, our yearly celebration is like, that's our get together is, you know, it's not only, Hey, come out friends and family and and all our local friends and come watch me. It's like, it's like, come out, come watch us race, but let's celebrate Jess's life. And and that's what that's what the, that, that's really another one of the big deals for me and, and my family is, you know, he's just down the road, um, you know, at the cemetery here in Gonzales, um, you know, and, and he's ridden Laguna Seca and, you know, we have so many family memories there, you know, me and him he would, would ride the bus um, to, into MotoGP to go watch the races together. And uh, so yeah, it's just a celebration of him, really, um, and that's why I run the number fourteen. I was always number twenty-four. After he passed away, I adopted that fourteen because that was his number. So, and that's Laguna great. Seca was when I when I raced the bagger there for the first year. That was the first time I ever raced Laguna Seca, and it was also the first time I ever. It was my first Moto America podium. So it's just there's so much like heartfelt um things that come along with that 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 make that race so special for us. So it's more than just the track, it's more than just, you know, being home. It's 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 every, it's everything, you know. That's, you know, so, it's, like the whole uh, it's really cool. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Right on. And you know what? Because of your location, like what what would you do if you weren't <laughs> racing like
1: there's I mean, a big one, in Salinas. Or... I I did dabble there, um, there in the, off, the last in couple Salinas. off seasons in uh, riding bulls. Um, hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm cut up. Yeah, I have, there's video. I have Shut video of mouth. it. Like there's. Did you really? I don't. I can't believe you've never seen these. How do you not no, see this? It's wait. all over my. It's been I been on my Instagram. this video. Um. Yeah, I I went a <laughs> few times and. It's I, hard and wow. it hurts. It's like surfing, but, but, on a massive 1000 pound animal um i guess it's like if a bagger was an animal it's that's right. what it would be but uh um actually i mean to be honest with you when i right right the very first bagger race um i left i showed up in coveralls to the riders meeting cuz i just got off of work I, I was working at a power plant in gilroy and that's what my dad did for he's done that for the last 20 some years and And I, uh, I've never heard my dad complain about his job one time. So, um, I got into that industry for a little while in between racing and, and I was working at a power plant and I really enjoy it. And it's, uh, very mechanical and very methodical. And it's, uh, it's a really cool process, the way those plants work. And, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good job to have. and, And I really enjoyed that, you know, up until, I mean, obviously I enjoy racing motorcycles a lot more, but, uh um yeah that's what i that's what i did and that's what you know uh if if it comes down to me having to go you know when when this bagger thing's all done with or i'm done racing or done and done with this industry hopefully it never comes to that but that's something that i would probably go back to
0: so i got uh one of the fans is saying that i should have you on dude i'm, after I'm in every round I of it. america this I'm, year i'm like super I have Mesa. Down.
1: Yeah, I would be. I'd be super into that. Yeah, are you this down? is cool. I mean, obviously, you and I vibe Hell really yeah, well. Oh yeah, dude. And, you know, you know, you know. I love talking about stuff. Yeah. The, especially after a race week and all the yeah, all the drama.
0: I mean, I know you love talking about talking. I, I know you love Here talking about motorbikes. Yeah, we could go all day. I mean, I you and I. I do.
1: There's been so many times, right?
0: Like,
1: yeah. We're yeah, we're just getting started. We're
0: over an hour and a half in, by the way, and it's like, I still have like. I still have like dude, massive I mean stuff you I you and I have and I'm like, like dude, you said earlier. We have phone yeah, conversations. Let's so we it, call each know? other during
1: the week and we're like, Okay, you no stop 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 Just save that for the podcast. <laughs> save that for an episode. So yeah, no, it's it's uh, we can go on <laughs> forever. I mean we could we could do, you know, yeah day long pod let's do a twenty four hour podcast. <laughs> we can hammer it no problem.
0: Oh dude, don't even I, you know what? We probably could. We probably could. But yeah, it, it's super fun talking to you, man. Uh, you know, um, you're you're real, and you're um, you you don't look like the traditional jockey racer guy, you know. And but you know, I, I told you this earlier today. I was like, dude, you're you're probably one of the most naturally gifted riders I, I know, and you're you're a big dude. But like, and people probably look at you and see a certain thing. And they have an opinion, and then that opinion changes yeah. once they see you.
1: I mean, it's ripping, always
0: you know, and um, like how do you deal it, with that? Always... How, how do you deal with being the big guy? You know, <laughs> I mean, I know you crack wise about it and the beer and the tacos, and and that's all fun and that's totally
1: you. Yeah, but I like mean, I know you're busting your ass I, training I, and stuff too. Not lately because I've been hurt, but. Um, you know, when, it, when everything's right, I'm with my trainer, um, Joe Cancellary and M1 Strong during the week in, in Costa Mesa. And I spent a lot of time in the off season with him, you know, every day I'm in the gym work, work, work. And I don't know, I don't know if it's bad genes or or what, but I mean, it, it probably is. Cause you know, if you look at my dad's entire side of the family, everyone's big. My mom's side of the family, everyone's big except for like one person and, and uh, you know, I don't know if I just got got bad genes or or what, but like I've always struggled. Like my entire, I mean, my whole life. Like I was always a chubby kid. Like I was always, I was never a skinny guy. I was never a little guy. And um, you know, but but it's weird because it's never yeah. it's never really held me back. Like I'm sure if I was if I was smaller, it would make things a little easier at times. Like. I'm sure I'm sure it ha- it definitely has its benefits if I was a little guy but I've never let it hold me back like you know and I've had yeah. people look at me and and be like dude like you're you're the guy that you're yeah. going to ride that bike that fast like you're you're the one that got hired
0: yeah yeah I mean perspective right I mean when you said all See, the I was a records big guy I was I was that was like the you biggest were like I ever was like right?
1: 240 yeah like on SV six fifty. Yeah,
0: I mean, you were like two forty something, and you set lap yeah, records. Yeah, uh, everywhere. So,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't gotta
0: be. You don't. gotta yeah, yeah. Flacco, it's all cherry. You could be like you know. So
1: no, it's just I've, I've always you know? been that way, and and it's uh, right. I don't know. I got some bad jeans and whatever, whatever <laughs> heck, whatever the heck it is. I mean, I mean that, and I do. I like talking about bad jeans drink, drinking beers, and. You know, but it, it, I've never let it like affect me. Like I've never let it like yeah. I've never been at a point where I was like, God, I would have done better in that race if I wasn't, you know, if I was skinny. But I mean, I mean, like,
0: yeah, there was one race where there was one race where you said that uh, that you needed to do a little bit more work to you were for to get your fitness <laughs> up to par. But that, that, what you were saying, I knew exactly what you were yeah. saying. Yeah, you are like, yeah, wow, I'm kind of yeah. winded right now. I need to like start running or some shit, right? right like you you didn't say that you no, were no, going to... No, no, no. you were that not I saying that, that you were going to stop me you know i here like you said that another thing man.
1: like with this bagger yeah. stuff is like you know it all started and it was a, it was it was Tyler O'Hara and and Hayden Gillum and then like kind of me and then like a bunch of bagger dudes and then you know as it progressed it was like you know the same right. guys and then there was like Kyle Wyman and you know, it slowly started turning into like, oh wait a minute, all these it's all these racers, you know, all these all these ex racers, these super bike guys or whatever, are they're now, mm. Jeremy McWilliams, yeah, they're all you know all racing backers, and it, like, right? I am, I am solely taking responsibility for like, I'll be fine. one of us has to stay, in with the demographic of what we're doing here, and, and if and if none of you. <laughs> oh goddamn it! You I, why did I know that? That's where you were going and, with this. And have a good time and eat cheeseburgers. Like, <laughs> I, I don't like go be road racers. Like that's cool. Like I was like, I, I mean I don't have any problems making it to the end of a bagger race. Like I'm not I'm not smoked. I can make it. I'm all good. I'm strong at the end. You know. Okay. But if you guys want to be road racers, that's cool. But one of us has to keep within the demographic of our sport and what motorcycles we're riding. And I was like, if I got to be that guy, I'll be that guy. I don't have a problem with it. But, like, I think it's important, too, because, I mean, look at AMA Supermoto. That turned out, like, like, that started really cool. And then it, like, got to a point where it was like, oh, it's just. it
0: just. Well, it fizzled out too, right? Yeah, like it. And it, it was like really it turned, high, and then it just fizzled out, and it's
1: barely. I, yeah, it, barely. I think it but still it like, kind of exists. Right? And supermoto like, started out with like it was yeah. a bunch of dudes from a bunch of different disciplines, and that's why it was cool. It was like road racers and motocrossers and off-road guys, and then there was like some supermoto dudes from Europe, and 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 then all of a sudden, it was just moto yeah. dudes were the only fast dudes, and they were dominating, and then it like. Nobody like the road race guys were out. The off-road dudes were out. The supermoto dudes were even out. Like it was just, it was just moto guys. Like it was Wardy and McGrath and Doug Henry and Mickey diamond. And then it yeah. was, that's what fizzled it out. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't what it started out. It wasn't like the all, you know, it bring everyone together and see who's the fastest guy anymore. Once it was all moto guys, it was like, that's when it was like, okay, this is, we already know who's going to win. Right. Um, and, and I would hate to see that happen to bagger racing. And, right. um, you know, I'm always like the guy like, let's go party after the race. Like, let's go hang out at the rally. And, you know, I, I would like to see some of the guys participate more in some stuff like that and really keep the spirit of, of you know, baggers and B-twins and all these rallies. And because that's what that's what keeps us going.
0: Well, because I mean, being real, you know, just I mean, it's a little history, right? I mean, you remember what mm-hmm. happened to the eight eighty three Sportster XR thing 1200. And, and the la- the the twelve hundred Sportster thing, right? And so, you know, you guys got to do what you got to do to
1: to keep that thing going instead of because it could it could yeah like I said, mean when you when you turn watch, uncool you know like that and, and you know? nothing nothing against these guys because like I have so much respect for you know the wyman brothers and tyler and jeremy mcwilliams and you know bobby fong and i grew up together since we were five years old racing at lodi um you know nothing against these guys they are all world-class athletes and i commend them they are just some of the baddest dudes and i am so fortunate that i still have uh, enough left in in me to 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 keep up with these guys to an extent and and be in there sometimes and I mean, they are just bad dudes, bad, badass athletes. But um, again, it goes back to, you know, we got to keep this bagger. Like something's, something's. we got to keep this bagger. And there's dudes in there like, you know, Eric, Eric Stahl, like. So (laughs) what's that? Did you just make a new
0: t-shirt for me? (laughs) We got
1: to keep this bagger. Yeah.
0: We got to keep this bagger.
1: Yeah. Oh, Oh my God. I'm going to have to make a Frankie Garcia t-shirt
0: now. We got to keep this bagger.
1: You know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's wow. important. Like, you know, That's... if this turns into a bunch of road racers battling on baggers, well, guess what? It's just another super bike class just on different bikes, you know? Um, so I do my best to, uh, to keep it in. Like right. there's dudes like Eric Stahl, like that dude's a that dude's a bagger guy. Like that dude is, that dude dinos dude. That dude, that dude like, is bagger shit guy, defined, you know? He is that guy. And, uh, you know, so there's, yeah. there's some of us still keeping it alive. And, like, you know, some of these dudes let loose sometimes. But, like, things like, I mean, last year I left Brainerd. And I rode from Brainerd to Sturgis and was in Sturgis for 10 days. Like, no one else did that. Like, where are you guys at? Like, like wow. you know, you're reaping all the benefits of yeah. this. But, yeah, come put in come put in the work. You know, come be here in front of these people that are that are allowing you to have this job. So, okay. I mean, before I, I let it. you
0: go, because we gotta wrap this at some point, man. Before, I, before, I, before I let, before I let you go on this, like, what, what advice mm-hmm. do you have? Because there are club yep. dudes that are coming up now, riding Harley's, right? Like, what advice do you have to those guys? Like the uh, you know Brandon Murphy yeah. types. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah know? yeah. You know B. You know Brandon Murphy, right? Like I did a show with him. Yeah, uh, we got to do another one. I had to scrap it because the audio was shit. But like B and like uh, you know all, all the all the the group that's been racing with us, CRA, like that dude, those guys are hardcore, man. And um, like, what advice do you have somebody that has a Harley that's thinking about going racing or thinking
1: that's a advice, possibility?
0: Like, first what do you, and foremost, what is advice like, do you give do it?
1: not be intimidated by it. That's the main thing. Like. I know that, you know, it's elevated, you know, before it was like, all these dudes are trying to get in it. And now I hear some guys like a little bit discouraged because, you know, it's gotten so gnarly. And, and but I mean, now with the new rules package, every part on every bike has to be obtainable by anybody with a racing license. So you're not out of, I mean, you, it's not like there's parts anymore that, that you can't get. So everything is available to everybody, you know, um, Harley Davidson's got a really cool program now where, um, you know, if you're a licensed racer, there's a program where you can get, you know, you can purchase the swing arm and you can purchase the triple clamps and, and the primary cover and the exhaust and, you know, the foot controls. So they have a really cool program that allows, you know, if if, as long as you have a Moto America racing license, you can obtain the same parts that that are on the factory bikes that are on my race bike that are on
0: i'm you, you, not you positive. can't buy that stuff um, if you have a I club think, license i believe yet? it's
1: the moto america license that you have to have but i could be wrong i could be wrong it's fairly new okay yeah maybe we re- revisit maybe that. we'll
0: revisit that on maybe our we get show. jason
1: kill on the show yeah. you're gonna have yeah. to do some research um but i like, make don't you do some fucking homework man. don't let <laughs> don't be intimidated um and, and 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 i cannot say this enough and it, this goes yeah. hand in hand with you track days track days track days like ride get as much seat time as possible like that's the biggest thing is seat time um and then and then on top of all that um mm. you know and, and i love seeing like the excitement out of these guys and, and stuff but like i see a lot of these guys like they're just they they do one year racing and then, and then they think they're valentino rossi and i'm like like, don't let yourself get to that because because all that does is like, we've all guys, you know, myself and, and you know, the rest of these guys that are there in, in the front of the bagger class, uh, we've all been doing this our entire lives, you know, and you see these guys get into it and they want to be just as fast as the guys in the front of the bagger class and, and then they're, and they're discouraged and they want it right, they now. Want to get it go, right hey, now, you know, we've been doing this our whole life and. Not that it's, it's not impossible to catch up because there's dudes out there that like, like Clay Braun, like that dude's on his like second, third season of racing. And he's gone from never being on a track ever to, you know, he's winning club races on, on his bagger, um, at CVMA. And, and then, you know, so there's guys that have come a long way in a very short amount of time. And, and, uh. So my, my advice is, is keep going, keep, keep practicing, keep getting seat time, keep developing yourself, your motorcycle, you know, don't give up because, uh, you know, it's people like them that we need to keep this going, to keep bagger, bagger racing going and V twin racing going. And same goes for super hooligans, you know, um, you know, and then, and super hooligans is a great stepping stone is, is to getting into bagger racing. So, um, yeah, keep on going. We need you guys.
0: right on Frankie well you know what dude thank you for <laughs> no, just, we didn't even get me we didn't talking even get it about, and talk about motorbikes shit. with me like it's great
1: but oh yeah, yeah
0: not yet we're on we'll like, save it for another show right I guess uh, so we're on right like yep
1: It's after yep, every yep. round if, I got you, don't you like on me, as well because I'm coming back awesome <laughs> yeah thanks <laughs> for having me man all
0: right dude well thanks again Frankie and um And I'll I'll catch you at at the next round or after the next, after round one. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Round two for me. Round round one for super bikes. Yep. Cool. All right. Thank you. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thanks a lot, Frankie.